And on the phone right now, the sports editor of the Boston Herald, formerly of the Lewis and Sun Journal, Justin Pelletier. And Justin, um, both of the you know Celtics and the Bruins, their winning streaks were snapped last night. And boy, the Celtics fell apart a little bit there against the Heat, didn't they? Well, they fell hard, and, and it doesn't help when there's uh, infighting, right? I mean, right. Uh, the, 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 Bruins, the Bruins lost. Uh, one could argue that the Bruins were the better team overall from start to finish, and they still ended up losing the game because of one uh, great eight Alexander Ovechkin. But, um, you know, it's, it's uh, on the other side of things, when you've got two of your most high-profile players get to a shoving match, I, I think that's, that's more cause for concern than a five-game uh, winning streak being snapped. So what's the word right now about that shoving match? What were the guys saying afterwards? You know, I uh, actually, <laughs> truth be told, I uh, I avoided a call from my Celtics writer so I could call you. So I will find out exactly what is going on okay. down there uh, in about 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate the dedication to the B-list. I definitely appreciate that, Justin. <laughs> Um, so you mentioned that obviously the Bruins looked like the the better team in general, but you know still fell to Washington. What is it about the Capitals? I mean, is it just bad matchups or what? I you know Braden Holtby is what fourteen and two lifetime against uh, against Boston. Uh, he's just he's he's always had their number thirty nine saves again last night for the Capitals goaltender uh, Alexander Ovechkin. For my money, the best goal scorer that I have ever seen play in my uh, time watching hockey live, uh, without question. Um, overall player is still to be debated, but from a goal-scoring standpoint, Alexander Ovechkin has no equal. And um, that it starts there, of course. But, uh, you know, I, I thought overall, I think from a, from a top line to bottom line uh, instance last night, I thought the Bruins played as well as, as Washington. There was a couple of radio folks down here uh, in Boston this week who were basically on the Bruins. Uh, yeah, they won five in a row, but who have they beat, right? I mean, they beat the first game of the streak was against Buffalo. That was probably the best win of the bunch. Uh, you had Minnesota coming in on the back end of a back-to-back with a backup goaltender. You had Calgary coming in on the back end of a back-to-back with a backup or washed-up goaltender in Mikey Smith. Um, you had Buffalo come in without Jack Eichel. So there were a lot of people saying that that win streak was kind of a fake win streak, so to speak. I don't buy that because two points is two points no matter who you play. Absolutely. Um, in terms of the standings, or, or where the standings are concerned, but in terms of compete with, say, the Tampas, the Torontos, the Washingtons of, of the league, um, last night was a good benchmark, and I think what they proved last night is that they can compete with, if not defeat, Washington. I think mm. it's not. It certainly was better than the seven nothing shellacking on opening right. night, and I think you saw that. Yeah, we were mentioning that. That definitely an improvement there. Justin, did I hear them say on an ad this morning that uh, the game against Toronto coming right up would be the last time they'll play them in the regular season this year? That can't be right. What's that down to? Who, who are we talking about? Bruins against Toronto coming up. That it'd be the last time they play them in the regular season this year. They had, a very, they had a very front-loaded uh, division schedule. Um, I believe they have two more games left against Montreal. They're done with uh, Buffalo, wow. um, and that, and which is tough for them because that's a team that they're going to be chasing yeah. or competing with for that last uh, third spot in the division, in my opinion. They're probably going to be competing uh, with Buffalo for that third spot versus being in a wild-card position. 
and uh, possibly seeing Washington in the first round. So you definitely don't want to be in a wild card position. So, um, and, and Montreal, again, they're only going to see them two more times. They had a very front-loaded division schedule. So they're still playing the, the division teams the same amount as they did last year. It's just a very wacky schedule this year in terms of getting those done. All right, Chargers, Patriots, how you feeling? You know, it's, it's so tough. I, I honestly would consider – I'm surprised – you know, I see a lot of the betting line right now. I, I hear a lot of people are betting the money line for the Patriots, but the Chargers to, to cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Patriots are favored by four. Right. The Patriots are favored by four, so they're betting the Chargers to cover, but the Patriots to win. That makes sense. I mean, that, that, that tells you all you need to know right there about how close this matchup is. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, well, I think it's going to be close. In your opinion, Justin, where are the keys to the Patriots pulling out this win? Because Pats are undefeated at home, but the Chargers have have never lost this year where they've hopped on a plane, so they're pretty good on the road. <laughs> they are. They've only lost that one game on the road this year, but uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Here, here's my here's my thought on that, and I've been saying this all year, and I, I suppose because I've been saying it, I have to stick to it. Yeah. Um, that the Patriots, I really don't think you've seen the fully functional. You know, it's like that scene from from uh, Star Wars, right, where the Empire knows it has a fully functional Death Star, and they don't tell anybody until they fire it. <laughs> Um, I feel like the Patriots, in a way, have been doing that this year. It's like they've taken certain games to work on certain aspects of their game, but they have never put the whole package together, and they've done it based on pieces of teams uh, against teams that have pieces of who they might play in the playoffs. You know, one, one for the first few uh, games of the season, they heavily featured James White and the passing out of the backfield, and then after a while, they went completely away from him to the point where everybody was wondering if James White was hurt even though they weren't saying anything about him, right? Um, you had, uh, at one point, uh, they were going heavy, uh, or they were they were going a little bit deeper, and that that was the Josh Gordon experiment where you had Josh Gordon getting, you know, he was leading in, in yards per catch uh, in the NFL, or one of the top three in yards per catch in the NFL, and then they went away from that. Um, last The last couple of games, uh, Gronkowski was featured a little bit more heavily than he had been, and in the first game of the season, you saw a heavy dose of Gronkowski against the Houston Texans, and then after that, for a little while, you didn't go to him at all. Part of that was injury, of course, but part of that, I'm just wondering. I, I just got, I can't shake the thing in the back of my mind that tells me that they've just been working on different pieces of things all year, and that this week you're just going to finally see a fully functional uh, Patriots team that's just uh, got all, all pieces ready to go and healthy for a run. Uh, you almost wonder if that kind of was at the back of their mind this season. So you think they will cover that four-point spread is what you're saying. <laughs> oh, I think, I, I think they're going to win by two touchdowns. Wow. Going on. I just have that feeling. like it, it's, They do this to people all the time. They make you doubt, and then they just destroy somebody. That's just I, I've seen it happen way too often yeah. with this team. And, and the one thing that's constant, even if the talent is different between this team and, and the years past, is the brain trust behind all of this. And I just, I just have a feeling that they, they, they've been holding back a little bit here and there, and you're going to see, come playoff time, you're going to see them actually, you know, do what they, they can do. Interesting. The one thing that scares me about that, of course, is can the defense hold up? That's the biggest thing. Sure. But I think you might see a 35-28 to 28 type game or a, or a 42-28 to 28 type game in this one. You know, Justin, mentioning that, when I first came to Oak Hill, Bill Fitch, of course, is a very successful baseball coach, as you know. And uh, I went to one of the early season uh, scrimmages, scrimmage games, against a team that, man, they, even when they came in, I didn't think they looked at anything special. We got beat like 
eight to two, and I'm thinking, holy smokes, I thought we had a pretty decent baseball team. So I see Bill the next day, and I said, hey, coach, what's up with that, that loss? And he goes, oh, no, no, no. He said, we, all, our whole thing yesterday was we pitched JV pitchers, and we worked on our bunting and running. That's it. And I went, what? He goes, yeah, I don't care what the score was. It's a preseason scrimmage. You know, and he did that a lot. He would work yeah. on something, and I would say, what? You know, and then you see him in the regular games go, oh, my God, we're really good. <laughs> so you may be on to something there. I mean, they're not intensely trying to lose, certainly not. But I, I agree. I think well, there are no, some things. Well, no, they're trying to win differently. It's, it's like, you know, again, Sony Michelle, again, he had nearly, he had, what, 930-something rushing yards this year, somewhere in that range, right? Yes. And, and people are crapping on Sony Michelle for not being a great, a great running back in the first-round pick. You know, Thousand yards is nothing to shake a stick at, especially when they abandoned him for almost half of their games this year. Oh, so yeah. I, I, I really don't know that you've seen this whole this team completely operational as it can be throughout the season, and and they're going to be able to go to many different facets of their game this year because that they were because they worked on so many different things this year. I think. Well, I've complained to my wife uh, several times uh, during the year that. Wow, why did why are they not running that kind of stuff anymore? Why did you know like we didn't see jet sweep, you know, for a long time, and then all of a sudden we saw it for a couple of games, and then so I, again, I think you could be onto something that they they find some things that they see if they can win that way, and sometimes it backfires, but uh, we'll see. I wanted to add that there was, uh, one, year, there was one year during the during this this, this dynastic run, uh, there was one year if you remember the last game of the season. Uh, Tom Brady had like what seven or nine pass attempts, and they just ran, 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 ran against Miami one yes. year. They would not go away from the run, and people were getting all upset and, and calling for Belichick's head. What are you doing? All they were doing was trying to figure out if they could run the ball on a consistent basis with all these different running backs that they were trying out in that position. And I feel like the season was almost like a, a, a casting call or, a, or a, a series of tryouts all season long for what might work against certain defensive schemes. Um, and because you never knew who you were going to face in the playoffs, you, you try different things against different defensive schemes to see what works. I, You know, I, I can't say for certain that's what they did, obviously, but it just feels like that's what it felt like this season. I, wouldn't, I just wanted to add, as someone who had Sonny Michelle on his fancy team, I did notice the times the Patriots completely yeah. ignored him. That was uh, annoying. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears a little bit, I noticed in the Boston Herald um, – there's an article up talking about the Bruins and their um, partnership with the Boston Pride, a women's hockey team. Tell us about that a little bit. That's fantastic for everybody involved. Uh, you know, the, the NWHL is, is uh, making some great strides um, uh, on the uh, on the national level. Really, um, the, uh, the the women's hockey league currently has five markets uh, out there: uh, Buffalo's one, Minnesota's one, uh, Connecticut, Boston. Uh, and and it's 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 fun to see uh, this starting to take off because they're you know you look at um, you know, for instance the, the U.S. versus Canada women's hockey team right um, had more had nearly two million streams uh, during there it was one of the most watched uh, events uh, last year uh, on any streaming service at all um, and and to give the the women the elite women a place to play and earn money doing something that they love. Uh, is important, um, and and to see uh, the men's game, the NHL, take it seriously is important. 
because it helps further the, the notion that this is a viable uh, entity that, that, uh, uh, that, that can sustain itself. Um, Minnesota has been helped out by the Minnesota Wild. Buffalo uh, has been helped out. Uh, the Buttes have been helped out by the Buffalo Sabres. And now, you know, the, the Bruins are getting involved with the Pride, which is, which is great. Uh, the Pride were out in force uh, yesterday in the concourses at the uh, TD Garden. Um, the uh, the, the uh, Joachim Nordstrom, uh, the uh, Bruins uh, centerman, uh, is going to be dropping the puck at the Pride game nice. uh, tomorrow night. Uh, at the, they play out of Warrior Ice Arena where the Bruins train. So it's uh, it, it's a good partnership. It's, it's good for the growth of the game. And I think the next step you're probably going to see, there is a competing women's professional league out there, the CWHL. Mm. Um, the, the Worcester Blades are a part of that. Um, and I think the NHL has really kind of hesitated to get involved because they don't want to pick a side. They want what's best for the game as a whole. And so I think you might see this year a true push uh, by uh, the folks that run women's hockey to try to merge those leagues and, and possibly have a greater size, maybe an eight or ten team league as opposed to, um, you know, two fours or two fives. I think it's, it's better overall for the game that, that that happens. And you might see that coming up either this year or next uh, if they can put some uh, some some uh, egos aside and get that done. Good stuff. And then uh, with the Patriots game being this Sunday, how how's the Herald trying to approach, uh, approach the coverage from all angles, I, I assume, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we had, we had our five and a half pages in this morning. Yeah. We found that uh, our Friday stuff's better read than everything else. And uh, so we, we, we really load up on our weekend coverage on Fridays. And, you know, we have a full matchup spread this morning. We go, we have a Gronkowski take, an Edelman take, uh, uh, a lot of different uh, different components. J.C. Jackson was yesterday. Um, you know, today Belichick has uh, just finished his press conference uh, a little while ago. He was at 11 o'clock this morning. Uh, he's, he's going now. Um, and we'll have, I mean, on, on the day of the game, we'll have seven writers on site uh, bringing you all sorts of live stuff on Sunday and Monday. So uh, it should be a really good good weekend for us at the, at the Herald in terms of coverage of this thing. And, and uh, you know, we can only hope and pray that, they have another, uh, maybe another home game, right? After right. That, if, if Kansas City can do its part in laying egg like he usually does. <laughs> Justin, what, it's possible. What, those seven writers, does one person take uh, the secondary? Another, what are their assignments kind of like? It, well, it depends. On, it, it's on the fly, and that's one of the reasons why I go. I'm one of the seven. I, I say seven writers. I'm doing all the live game blog stuff uh, online during the game. Anything that's live during the game is me. Um but I'm also there to help kind of direct traffic because we have see someone's assigned to do the game story. Uh, we have a beat columnist that's designed to do an analysis of some critical piece of the game. Uh, we have our overall columnist that looks for a bigger picture. And then we have sidebar writers who are looking at in intricate details of the game. And so if Sony Michelle racks up 135 yards and two touchdowns, we're going to go after Sony Michelle and, and talk to him about his day and give people um, – give people that, that more in-depth analysis of certain pieces, but we can't pre, pre-assign uh, those. We, we take yeah. those as they come during the game. Oh, good. Good point. Excellent. Well, hopefully we'll have you – well, we will have you back on a week from today, but hopefully you'll be talking about the Patriots in the AFC title game and previewing that a week from uh, today here right on the B-List. Uh, Justin Pelletier, sports editor of the Boston Herald, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List today. You got it. Take it easy, guys.